I last preached two years ago, almost to the day. Thank you, COVID. Um, and I, I, I preached a preach called Stand Firm. Okay. Um, about standing firm. And I started that preach with saying, I think we're in for a tough decade. They call me the prophet of doom. <laughs> Again, good luck to you. And uh, the main theme with that preach was to stand firm. And uh, today I want to preach basic 101 gospel truth to you. And um, I'm not a deep theological guy. I read it, I do it. And I, I want to encourage you today. I pray that you would open your ears, open your hearts. Today I am more than likely going to offend you, and I hope that I do. I hope that you go and dig into Scripture and go and read it for yourself and go, actually, maybe that guy was right. But it's not about me being right. It's about the King being glorified. Okay? So I am, I'm not standing here better than you. I just have Jesus, and you also have Jesus. And we each respond differently to that gift that's given to us. And so do you know it's been 15 days since Christmas? It feels like three months ago, right? It's crazy. So I want to ask you, uh, where are the Christmas gifts you got? Do you even remember what you got? Is it in the back of the cupboard? Is it on the shelf? Hey, this is awesome. Unbelievable. But today, I want to preach to you three gifts. The gift of salvation, the gift of the Bible, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Simple 101, one plus one equals two. And the problem with people are people. At the best of times, we are unreliable useless, shocking, self-centered, at the best of times. And I think when we can be honest about that and have honest conversations, that's when the Word of God can break in. That's when the Spirit of God can break in, and it starts to offend you and change you and shape you, right? Amen? And so I think we need to have more honest conversations, because people sit here, and you think if People don't know what I've done, where I've come from, what's happened to me. You'll be shocked at the people in this room that have been abused. You'll be shocked at the people in this room who have been to prison. You have been, you'll be shocked at the people in this room that have been dishonest, that have stolen money, possessions. We all are the same. But the enemy tries to silence us. And it comes down to three fundamental things. Our salvation. I want to tell you that we serve a creative God. There is a God who formed the heavens. He formed the earth. He formed man from the dust of the ground. He came close and he breathed life into him. From man, he took his rib and made woman. In the image of God. The problem is, what's the alternative? We came from moss on a rock. You've only got two options. We either came from moss on a rock, where you believe that this complicated life that we live came from that, or there's a creative God who formed you in your mother's womb, who loved you, who has a destiny for you. So what's the problem? Let's put our hands up, every single one of us. There's a problem. You're the problem. I'm the problem. Because God has given us a gift of salvation. He's given us a gift of the access to Jesus. And we go, 
That's nice. Awesome. And then it doesn't change us or shape us. It's interesting in Acts, it says, repent and be baptized. Let me quickly grab it here. Peter said, repent and be baptized, everyone in the name of Jesus Christ, for forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity to speak your word. I pray, Spirit of God, that you will offend, you will speak, you will change, you will encourage, you will give hope, you will bring change. I thank you, Father, that you're faithful, that you've chosen us, and you're willing and able to do it. I thank you that your people would respond this morning, Father. I thank you that you are glorious. Amen. If you are sitting in this room and you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want to tell you straight out you have a problem. There's a problem. I wish people had told me when I was younger, when I was, when, when you know when you're doing something and you, 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 you have school fees, you know what school fees are, right? Everyone knows what school fees are. When you say, I wish someone had told me, I wish someone had just told me because I think I would have made a different decision. I want to tell you, if you're sitting in this room and you have not said yes to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have a problem. And I'm not trying to come with condemnation. I'm just telling you the way it is because it's a matter of eternity. We are eternal beings. We live forever. So if we didn't come from moss on a rock and there's a creative God and you haven't said yes to Jesus, if you die and you haven't said yes to Jesus, you don't go to heaven. That is the truth. It is very difficult to stomach. You go to hell. There's a heaven and there's a hell. If you haven't said yes, you have a problem. The beauty to your problem is you will never be ready to say yes if you are trying to fix all your brokenness. That is a lie from the enemy. You just have to say yes. And Jesus does the rest. You get on a journey. Some people are super lucky. You say yes to Jesus. You encounter the Spirit of God. Your life changes. All the stuff you did wrong, 80% of it goes away and you just have an easier walk. Not me. I say yes to Jesus. I bang my head consistently. That's what I do. It's just my game. But I've got better at not banging my head because I've understood Jesus. So I'm trying to preach three things at the same time. Three points simultaneously. I want to tell you the gift of the Bible. If there's a creative God, the Bible tells us that the words in the Bible, they may have been written by man, but they were inspired by God. The problem is that we don't read our Bible. It's a problem because we get good in our own ability of just doing life. And we are fairly successful at it. You can make money, you can raise a family, you can be successful at work, you can get promoted. The problem is, is that we weren't designed that way. And the Bible will bring life. It shapes. And the challenge is, is that the church is getting itself into mess all the time. And then they come after the mess to the church and go, help me. Which is why the church is here. But it's also not here for that. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Wouldn't it just be easier if you read the Word of God, if you were more accountable, if you shared your thoughts with somebody before making the decision, your life would be so much easier, yet we don't. It's unbelievable how we can have this access to freedom, to direction, to, to um, uh, contentment, to excitement, to hope, to a future, and yet we don't take it. Can I tell you what the gospel is like? The gospel is like past the parcel. Has anyone here played past the parcel? Think this oak is crazy. The gospel is like past the parcel. You get a parcel, you unwrap it, every layer you get a gift. Every layer. It'll never run out. It's unlimited. You keep unwrapping, 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 unwrapping. That is what the Bible is like. As you read it, you can read the same verse a thousand times, and on the thousand and one first time, it's different. And so you have to be reading your Bible. But we don't read the Bible. We do a small devotional on the toilet in the morning. And then we wonder why our lives are chaos. We, we, we make poor decisions. We live in unforgiveness. We don't inquire of God. And so you, you eventually find yourself after 10 years quite far from when you thought you would be. The beauty of that is when you surrender to Jesus and you get stuck into the Word of God and you start to make some difficult decisions, your true north gets corrected very, very quickly. Very, very quickly. It takes you forever to go this way, but it's very quick to come this way. Back to Jesus. I want to tell you that it says, repent, be baptized. If you have repented and you have not been baptized, you have a problem. Not a water sprinkling when you were a child. There's a problem. Jesus didn't get a water sprinkling. If you're saying, yes, Jesus, you are my Savior, you are my Lord and Savior, you are my true north, Jesus got fully immersed in water, he came out the water. He hadn't, he hadn't uh, done one miracle yet. He'd done nothing except be a carpenter. He'd only grown up and had education. He was a carpenter. He came up. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, descended on him, and God said, this is my son and with, him, with whom I'm well pleased. He had done nothing. So you don't need to do anything except repent and be water baptized. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you have not been water baptized, full submersion, you have a problem. You're literally tying your leg up with an elastic band and you're trying to run a marathon. I don't understand why we're so good at doing it. How do I know that? Because I have done it. <laughs> I'm not here preaching from a high place going, whoa, you sinners. That's not what I'm doing here. I'm, spe I'm speaking from my own experience. Learn from my school fees. Water baptism is a symbol of being dying to yourself and being raised in the new, reborn, the way Jesus sees you. Why is that so important? The problem is because you know that you are not perfect. You know how useless you are because I know how useless my heart is. You know. No one needs to tell you. But when you do that, God says, because of the blood of Jesus, because of your salvation, I see you as holy and blameless in my sight. And that changes the way you live. So, so if you have not been water baptized, can I encourage you? It is urgent. 
that you do it. It's interesting, wish I'd taken the screensaver off here. Um, the scripture says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized, and then you receive. The Bible is such a wealth of shaping and changing your life. I want to read this to you. Charles Spurgeon, he wrote this. He says, I usually find the greatest doubters are those who don't read the Bible. You don't get to have an opinion if you haven't read it. I usually find the greatest doubters are those who do not read the Bible. There are countless stories of men and women who have tried to disprove the validity of the Bible, and they read it. And you know what happens? They get saved. Why? Because the power of God is in the words. The Spirit of God comes. There's power. It shapes. It transforms. It brings life. And yet we don't read it. And we stumble through life wondering, why, Lord, why do you let this happen? God's like, I didn't let it happen. You chose it. It's amazing. And so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Get stuck into the Word of God. Amen? Taryn Williams in his book, What's So Great About Scripture, writes, Time magazine stated, the most future-shaping moment in the second millennium was the printing of the Bible at Gutenberg Press. Putting the good book in the hands of common people proved to be the catalyst that led to more subsequent radical societal change than any other moment in our collective history. This. Can I tell you that I don't read this particular Bible? It's next to my bed. I read my phone. It's just society. It's, it's what it is. It's good to read your Bible, but I don't. I struggle to read. It's been an excuse. You can download the Version Bible on your phone. Most people in this room have a smartphone. There's a podcast. There's, you can play the audio. You can listen to it. Get this in large volumes into your body and watch what God does. Watch how God shapes and transforms your decision-making. And if you haven't given your life to Jesus, you soon will, because God will open your eyes. The gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1, it says, And while with them, this is Jesus, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not for many days from now. And um, there's something about the Holy Spirit. So people, we will have salvation, we'll be water baptized, and then it comes to the Holy Spirit. And we go, that's a bit weird for me. And I stop there. So then you've taken your leg and this arm 
opposite. And now we run a marathon. The problem is we can do it. That's the scary bit, is we can actually do it. And that's what's unhelpful. The Spirit of God, the power, it says you will receive power when the Spirit of God comes on you. It says the Spirit of God is your counselor. Jesus says that he will make your paths straight. How do you think that happens? Because if you don't have salvation and you haven't been water baptized, dying to yourself, being raised in the new, it's hard for you to believe that God sees you as perfect, so then you don't live as perfect, you live as the way you see yourself because you know, and then you deny the Holy Spirit, which gives you power, gives you direction, He leads you, He gives you comfort. Doesn't that blow your mind? It's crazy, right? You guys are very quiet. My, is it too much? My wife said, when I shared with my wife, she said, babe, it's very aggressive. I said, babe, I'm going to take it as passionate. I'll tell you why. I actually didn't know my mom was going to be here today, but uh, her brother, my uncle, died on the 1st of January. And he was a very generous man. But he lived the last 20 years of his life not in a great space. He was unfortunate to be of the age where he fought in the Rhodesian War. I think he fought in the Angolan War, but he, he was tainted by war. And he could not reconcile that we know. He couldn't reconcile the number of people he killed with God accepting him. And we trusting, there was a shift. I did pray for him that God would open his heart. My brother and I had a conversation and he said that Richard had had some conversations around talking around eternity and faith. And I hope that on his deathbed, he said, Jesus, will you be my Lord and Savior? It doesn't matter when you do it. The three men hang on a cross. Jesus in the middle. The guy on his left said, remember me. The guy on his right didn't. Jesus said, the guy on left, today you will be in heaven with my Father. I don't want to have to roll the dice to the very last moment to say yes to Jesus. You are brave if that's your game. It is much easier to say yes to Jesus, be baptized, receive the Spirit of God, and walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's what the Bible says. That's why you need to read the Bible. Most of the things that have come from my mouth today are from the Bible. I'm not making it up. It's literally word for word from here. Why? Because I put it in me because I know how useless I am. I need this in me to shape me, to lead me to help me make decisions. And I say that from the front as a preacher because my job is not to fix your problems. My job is not to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. That's your job. Jesus in you is a light to the world. Reach far, raise up, release wide. How do you think that happens? It happens with you. Not here on a Sunday. We're here on a Sunday because it's good to gather. The Bible says we must gather. The Bible says we must pray together. The Bible says we must sit under the Word. We must worship together. That's why we're here. But that, reach far, that's you and I. In our workplaces, I can't get to where you work. I don't know the people you encounter every day. 
And as we read the Word of God and allow the Spirit of God to shape us, so your behavior changes with the people you are with. And eventually someone will say to you, what is wrong with you? Or what, you're different. Or why do you do that? And then you get to tell them your story. You get to tell them how useless you were and how unbelievably good and gracious God is. And you get to declare victory and speak life. And it's not because of you, it's because of Jesus. Every other religion on this planet, you have to do something to get in. You can do nothing. It is by grace. The Bible tells you. But if you don't know that because you don't read it, it's hard. If you're just catching your devotional on the loo in the morning, it's not enough. You're in trouble. (laughs) I don't want to have to pay school fees anymore. I don't want to drag myself through 2022, right? I don't know if you want to drag yourself through 22. It's been a crazy two years. I want to go with power. I want to go with confidence. Read the Word of God. Allow it to shape you. That Ephesians 2, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not your own doing, but it is a gift from God. Will you receive a gift? The gift of salvation, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Bible. Every single one of us has access to this Bible. If you say to me, Brett, it's hard to read the Bible, I get it. Potentially don't read the New King James. That is what's so cool about the Bible app. There are many different versions on there. I would stick to the NIV, ESV, Amplified. If you don't know, come and ask. New King James is hard. It makes no sense. I've been a Christian for 20 years. I read it. I don't know what he's saying. Like, I don't get it. But there's a, there's a version in here called the Message Bible. It changed my life. Some folks don't like it. But you know what I love about the Message Bible? I'm a simple guy. I'm not a deep theologian. One plus one is two for me. Simple guy. Beautiful wife. Wonderful kids. God is kind. The Message Bible is so clear. It says, stop doing that because you're an idiot. I get it. I get it. I I need that. I'm like, why are you doing that? If you do this, God is this faithful. God will do that. God does this. I can tell you now, you can ask anybody in this room. They'll tell you of a faith story where it didn't make any sense, and they chose to do what the Bible says. They chose to do what the Spirit of God led them. And there was space, there was victory, there was freedom. And every person in this room can tell you a story of exactly when they knew they should have made that decision and they didn't and where they ended up. So let's talk about it. Let's live our lives. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you have not given yourself to Jesus, if you have not acknowledged Him as your Lord and Savior, you need to do it today. It's urgent. You have a problem. Eternity is at stake. If you have not been water baptized, I live at 7 Miller Street in Tableview, and I'm sure Steve will open his pool today. You need to get baptized today. It is urgent. When we don't, it is disobedient. The Bible says, repent, be baptized, and you'll receive the Holy Spirit. It's simple. But if you don't get the three fundamental steps together, we wonder why we bound our way through. Right? Amen? I hope you're finding this encouraging. Come on, people. I'm trusting today that you will receive the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm trusting for today.
I don't want to waste any more of your time. I think, I think I've been clear of my heart, my passion. We want to see, I want to see people's lives changed. I want to see God move. And I want to see people make good decisions. Because it brings life. The church advances. People advance. And you step into space. Who wouldn't want that? It's like having all the lotto numbers and not playing the lotto. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate that. If you'd like to know anything, anything at all, Jason and Jess will be over there. They can answer any question. But these are the simple, I mean, I make lots of it, but these are the simple things. It's like you have all the numbers. You have all the answers, and then you don't fill them in on the test. And then you wonder why we fail. Come on, church. Come on, church. You have a victorious king who hung on a cross so you could have life in abundance, that you could have victory. He always provides. He always, always provides. And so can I ask you to stand, Ben? Can I ask you, well, Mishy and V, can I ask you to come up and just gently tinkle here on the keys and the guitar? I want to tell you that God is incredibly faithful. When you choose to allow God to speak, often people will say, you know, I don't hear the voice of God. Do you read the Bible? And people don't read the Bible because it's hard work. And we are predictable. We don't like hard work. So listen to it. When you read the Bible, God will speak to you. When you want direction, read the Bible. God will speak to you. God will tell you. He will show you. If you're not sure, phone a friend. Phone two friends. Phone one that will say yes and one that will say no. Don't just phone the people that will say yes. God is incredibly faithful. His presence is here. We were designed to be in relationship with Him. 